Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Do you know that Roman 10 and 14 ends by saying these words, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Kraft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Now, here is today's message. Until we have arrived, <laughs> glory be to God, and I believe we're on our way. I honestly believe that. I do. Amen. I'm in expectancy. Amen. Yeah. Glory be to God. So, Father, we thank you for the word and for all that the word is able to produce, and that's anything and everything. We thank you that the word will never return to you void, but it will always accomplish that which you please, and it will prosper in the things where you sent it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we bring the word forth. Thank you for the blessing of the word. Hallelujah. The favor that's on your way. The confidence, oh God, you give us in bringing the word forth. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that the people will receive the word in their hearts to bring about a change in their lives. In the name of Jesus, and they will not be the same. You will not leave them the same. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it now. Hallelujah. Amen. John 16 and verses 23 and 24th, and I want you to put your faith on today and just receive this. All right. And let me know when you are ready. All right. In, in verse 23, this is Jesus talking. He says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. He said to his disciples, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, this is a God who wants us to ask him. And that might be a little bit differently, a little bit different from what you have heard in the past concerning prayer, what you are allowed to pray for and what you're not allowed to pray for. I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, whatever you ask (laughs) in my name, he said, that will be done. In the name of Jesus, I also want to say, before I get into the heart of the message, that there are people who still haven't yet recognized that your prayers must be represented by the name of Jesus. You can't have a prayer without mentioning his name. Well, I mean... I'm saying that because there are still people who pray and they don't bother to mention his name. 
he makes it very clear that that prayer ain't going nowhere. Okay? Would you feel better now if we read those two verses again? Okay, you'll see it for yourself, you see. In verse 23 in chapter 16 of John. All right? I believe I got your attention now. It says, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. In other words, you're not going to pray directly to me. Right. All right. There's still people who pray to Jesus. Okay? And no matter how many times you tell them, they still want to pray to Jesus. Where he tells you not to pray to him. You looking at it? Watch what he says now. He say, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you if it's asked in his name. All right? He says, uh, up until now, uh, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. He said, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So you see, God wants you to come away with a happy heart. He wants you to know that you're going to receive what you ask for. I say that that's quite contrary to what you hear when people are talking. It has nothing to do with the scripture. You're still with me. You know, we talked about this, the brothers and I talked about this yesterday. Amen. You, you want to pray knowing that God hear you. What's the scripture, CJ? You, the, you, you, come on. According to my will, I hear you. Say it again. When you pray according to my will, I hear you. And since you know that I hear you, you have a very petition in which... I mean, I mean, and he made it so simple. Yeah. God say anytime you pray according to my will, he yeah. say, I hear you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about whether I hear you or not. Now, there are people who wonder, is my prayers being heard, God? Are you hearing my prayers? Well, when you pray according to his will, what you're going to have to learn is what is his will. Yeah. Uh, are you with me? You see? And do, how do I learn that, Pastor Crab? Through the Bible. And, and let me just say to you, especially those of you who recently gotten saved or you haven't been saved very long, read the New Testament. That's the way you find out what is God's will for you? Because if you're reading the Old Testament, you're going to be reading God's will for the Israelite people. It's not that some of it can't be applied to you now that you are a born-again Christian, but it was actually written to a people who was under a covenant. Okay? So you have to know that in the Old Testament that their healings and their welfare was contingent upon their being able to keep the law. Are are, are you with me? And so when God shows us where the law was abolished, the the Mosaic law was abolished. All right. So when we see that then, there's no sense in praying according to that will because it doesn't apply to you. The New Testament from Matthew all the way back to Revelation, that applies to you. And a lot of people try to study from the Old Testament. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to read it. In fact, I think you should. In fact, I think everybody should. But as far as it, you're reading it for, to apply it to your own life or to give you information to help others with, yeah, you can find some stuff in there that will console people. 
It's more like putting a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery, though. Why? Because those scriptures were not made to bring healing. It was made to bring healing to them, the, the, the Jewish people, the Israelites. You know? He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He was talking to them based upon that law that he made. With them. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Let me say that because most of you don't. Would, 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 you, ah, I just find myself saying it over and over again. The law in the first place was never meant for a righteous man. Do you hear me? Is that in the Bible? Where is it at? Okay, you don't know. All right, all right. In the book of Timothy, amen, you'll find that you don't have to go there, but you can write it down. The law was never for a righteous man. That's why from, from uh, God making covenant with Abraham all the way to Moses, uh, up until Moses, there was no law. Abraham was a righteous man. His son, Isaac, a righteous man. Isaac's son, Jacob, and that other boy, <laughs> Esau. Amen. They were considered righteous because they were seeds of Isaac under, that, under the, 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 the covenant that was given to Abraham. And then when when. Jacob's name was changed to Israel, and he had 12 sons, who we call the patriarch, amen, they were considered righteous, and all of their descendants considered righteous, contingent upon their removing the foreskin. Yep. All right. And they were considered to be in covenant with God. Moses almost lost his life for, for not removing the skin of his son. Uh, God, the Bible said God was going to kill him, but his wife was standing next to him and his wife, amen, took the bloody skin and yeah. threw it at the feet at her husband and saved his life because God would have killed him. Yes, sir. Did you know that? You didn't know that. But if God had killed Moses, who's going to bring the children to Israel out? He found somebody to bring them out. Yeah, his name wouldn't have been Moses, though. <laughs> <laughs> Because Moses, Moses knew, God had told him prior, he knew, amen, that he was to cut the foreskin of his first son and the rest of them, amen, but this, I think, was his first son, all right? He was supposed to remove that foreskin, what we call circumcision, amen, and he had not done it yet, and it was past eight days, all right? And the Bible said that when God went to kill him, and the Bible said God would have surely killed him. Amen. What spared his life was his wife. Yes, sir. Y'all got to get away some credit, y'all. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she was some kind of way sensitive to it. Don't ask me how. Amen. Because her name was Zippor, and Zippor was not a Jew. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so, so she was sensitive to what was going on. Apparently, she had heard him say it, or she knew it. Right? And she took the blood of that, uh, that, that boy at Foreskin. Circumcision instantly. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and say to me, read the Bible for yourself. And threw it and threw it at Moses' feet. And God and God spared him. All right then. Bro, you better thank God for your wife. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there, amen. Cause a lot of times, amen, you don't be paying no attention. You be walking around all macho, you know, and acting like you strutting like a peacock, acting like you know where you're going. You better, you better, you better talk. Hush your call that. All right, then I'm not changing my message. And I, I'm not changing my message, but I just thought I'd bring that out. You, you better thank God, amen. You better thank God that she sleeps on her elbow. You, you know, you know, because she's thinking when you ain't thinking. You understand what I'm saying? And she can cover your behind. All right, then we, we get on with that. <laughs> we get on with that. I used to wonder how come women sleep on their elbow. They already know what's going to happen. They already know what they're going to do the next day. Why, why, we go, why we playing as we go? They already know what the plan is. You all right? Uh-oh, y'all going to make me change my message. I ain't going to change my message now. But, but, but what, you know, we, all right. All right, then. <laughs> I, I do five. I eat and do the whole. You know, yeah, I ain't fooling with that. I'm not fooling with that. I wait till the next marriage seminar. What about it? Amen, somebody. Amen. But I, but I tell you, but I, now I will say this here from the heart. Amen. And I do mean this from the heart. Amen. It's terrible that we have to go through so much uh, to realize and to appreciate just how important having a wife is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's sad that you have to bump your head and, and scrub your behind and, and, and a whole bunch of crazy, unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Unnecessary stuff. Amen. Just, just, just realize, amen. You, remember, uh, God said, I'm going to give you help. That's what? That's meat for you. Amen. That's fitting for you. In other words, she got the sense that you don't have. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Amen. Now I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna leave that alone now. But 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 I just I just want to give a woman her due, and the Bible say you should give her her due. The scriptures even say you should give her her due. Uh, uh, First Corinthians chapter seven say give her her due. And 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 and, and the bottom line is uh, uh, when when the Bible said that um, um, she was. His help me, women has a saying that they are his better half. What they don't realize is that she really is. Because the Bible, consider this here, and I move on now. Uh, but, but no, 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 I just want to make it real. Uh, the truth is, the rib that God moved was... Uh, one of the most important ribs that would have been on a man's body. Now leave that alone. Well, what rib you thought he moved? Now you see that? She don't about to be thinking. Well, what what rib do you think he took? He took the best rib that the man had. 
Well, I, you want me to? Cause I will. <laughs> See what you started. <laughs> Wait, where, where, uh, where is somebody? I asked the Lord, didn't I? Well, the, the, he, here's the real deal. Here's the real deal. And you've heard it all before, but I'm just going to say a little bit of it, and then I'm going to do my, so I'm going to do my lesson. <laughs> God already knew that he was going to bring Eve forth. Adam didn't know it, but God did. Now, had he been as intelligent as we say that he, that he was, Adam, we see that he was a very intelligent man. God trusted him to name every species that's in the earth, whether it be in the air, on the ground, or in the sea. He named them all. So God trusted Adam to do that. We see that he was very intelligent, right? Do you know he was not intelligent enough to realize that God made them all mates? No, he was so busy going about doing his work. You know what I mean? He hadn't even thought anything about it. And so he was enjoying watching what God had created. And then God had brought him in on it to let him be a part of it by naming those things. So everything that you can name in the jungle, every animal that you can name in the field, amen, every crawling thing, every creature, Adam had the privilege to name them. Everything that flowed over your head. Amen. You might hate mosquitoes, and I do too, but God made them with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's my point. After he finished everything, no doubt, the scripture does not say that Adam sat and, and observed, but the scripture said that God saw that Adam was without a mate. Watch this. Moses wrote that. The interpretation of that could not have been God saw. It could not have been. God took notice that Adam took notice. Because up until that time, Adam hadn't thought anything about a, a mate. When Adam came to the end of himself, okay, whereas, you know, it ain't all about me. Hey, I'm the man around here. All right? God waited until he was lonely. And after that, amen, then God now can put him into that deep sleep. He's not to see what God is doing. Remember? He's in a deep sleep. All right. So then God removed that very important rib from his body. We have no idea what man would have looked like with that rib. But God moved it. Now, I can use my own imagination. That part of man, God took it from him. Okay? All right. 
and he gave it to the woman. You know I can talk about so many different things right now? I can, but I ain't going to fool with it. Plus, like, I don't want to make people feel bad today either. Amen. But there are some things, amen, that you don't have to argue about, amen, whether a man should be a man or a woman should be a woman. You ain't got to argue about it. I already know. I already know because God removed that from him. Okay, let's get that straight. He never heard that, have you? That was taken from him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go there now. Amen. And it was given to a woman. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh, come on, boy. Right. Walk with your papa. Walk with your daddy. Amen. And gave it to her. Amen. Adam awakes, not even knowing that it's gone from him. Right? Amen. God escorts her to him. And he go. Amen. Amen. And uh, the Bible say, and God gave her to him. That was the performance of the wedding. God performed the wedding himself. Amen. He officiated over that wedding. Amen. He brought those two together. Amen. And uh, bind them together. He bind them in such an, an, an awesome, authentic way that Adam somehow knew it, what it was. Because it was Adam that says, She's now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He knew it. He had an understanding. He said, she's a bone, amen, that came from my bone. Hallelujah. Why do you think Paul writes in the New Testament and says, how in the world could a man beat his own self or hurt his own self or wound his own self or despise his own self? That's what Paul was saying. I say, how can he say that's his own bone and his own flesh, the Bible said. said, No man can hate his own flesh, the Bible said. Let me me emphasize that. The Bible said no man can hate his own flesh. The Bible said can't do it. He's totally without wisdom. If he does, he's like a heathen, like like an animal. He don't even have a human mind. He thinks like an animal. The scripture is clear. God says that's your own flesh. How, you, how is it that you're going to hurt your own flesh? And that's the kind of stuff that wakes you up and you go, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah God will wake you up. Wake you up, Jack. Now can I do my lesson? <laughs> But, but that's all it is. Uh, uh, it's okay. God can interrupt me anytime he wants to. Amen. But what the Lord wants to do, no doubt, amen, there's somebody sitting in here today that God wants to correct them and correct their mind so that they think right. Better know what's over there on the other side of that bed. You better know it. 
It's more over there than what you know is over there. Look, boy, I'm, ooh, I feel like I'm on a, I feel like I'm on a roll right now. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. You can tell, amen, when a man ain't got God inside of him. Amen. Because all he feel over there is meat. That's all he feel. Amen. He, you know, he's still, he's still, you know what I mean? He even came to his human self yet. Amen. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, brother, brother, that meat over there, not only that meat over there talk. That meat over there think. That meat over there, amen, has outthought you. That yada konde, and that meat over there is way ahead of you. And that meat over there got grace, amen, that you don't have. Amen. Because that meat right there notice you ain't got good sense. Amen. But love you anyway, even though you ain't got good sense. Because that meat over there believing something about you that you don't believe about yourself. I want a priest right there. I want to preach. I don't know somebody messing with me in here. Oh, glory. Woo! It, it, it has always amazed me that that's in some of our ignorance and stupidity and crazy stuff, a woman can love us through all of that. And then when we come out of it, amen, we go to her, amen, to surprise her. And she, and, <laughs> and, look, look, and she's so far ahead of you, amen. It, it, you know, it took her patience, amen, to watch you get there, glory be to God, knowing what you're supposed to have been in the first place. Glory be to God. You don't, you don't know how many men have said, white men, black men, brown men, and red and green men too, amen, have said, oh, I, I can't understand how you, how you waited for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you put up with me, baby. They, they say, I don't, I don't understand how you put up with me. It's the truth. It's true. And it's true because God gave a woman something that a man does not possess. She can see you through your mess. That's the reason she raised children better than men. Come on, sir. I know the Lord just talking at it. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, God has allowed me to see stuff. Amen. I mean, I'm actually seeing stuff. People. Somebody say, share it with me, Bishop. <laughs> All right, lady, hold yourself now for a minute. Put on your seat back because I'm coming. A woman, amen, can get all out of physical shape from having your children. Amen. All out of physical shape from having your children. And she knows for a fact. And she's waiting on you, amen, to do what you're supposed to do, amen, to get her back in shape. I'm going to take you somewhere now. I'm going to take you somewhere now. Y'all want to go with me? You want to go with me? Amen. You can actually love her back into her shape. 
This is what the Holy Spirit just told me standing right there. Amen. No, no. What we do, we want to tell her how big she is and how she don't got all out of shape. And she know, amen, that you ain't talking in your right mind amen. because she expecting for you to have more sense than that. Amen. I just laid down and had your ugly shoe. Amen. And, and look, 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 look. And then you're going to, uh, and then you're going to, uh, oh, you know what I mean? Then, you know, them yochas, look at them. They look just like you. Amen. You know, and then you're going to join on me. <laughs> you supposed to be nurturing me and loving me back into what I supposed to be while I laid down and had your ugly children. You supposed to be loving on me. Glory be to God. How y'all feel like preaching too? Y'all feel like preaching too? Glory be to God. That's it. Boy, this boy preaching with me. It's all right too. It's all right. Preach with your dad. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the Word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.